Hello, uh, welcome to our Health NAS podcast. Um, today we're having an atom with Imogen, who's one of our experts by experience, and we're joined by Anne and Jennifer. Hello. Um, so, hello. hello, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> How is everybody today? Not too bad. Bit cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit cold. <laughs> a bit cold. <laughs> okay. How about you, Imogen? Are you okay? Yeah, it is a bit cold. I had to put the heating on a little bit this morning, but yeah. I'm good. Thank you. Okay, I'm here. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Imogen, thank you for agreeing to kind of come have a chat with us today. It's really lovely to have you with us. No we wanted to talk to you a little bit more about your recovery college experiences. And you said that you were quite keen to, to chat to us about because you've been attending recovery college on and off for quite a few years now, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a few years. I first started attending them in person, gosh, maybe three years ago. And then obviously the pandemic happened and things had to move online. So yeah, so I've done courses both in person and online. So we can come back to a bit about like how you found that. I think that's really fascinating. Can I ask about how you first heard about recovery college and what made you want to come along to some of the sessions? Yeah, of course. So I first found out about the recovery college through a social meeting called the Positive Mental Health Group huh? run by the trust <laughs> and that's when I found out about the recovery college I also found out about the experts by experience program and yeah I just started getting involved in things with the trust from from there really I got a big wad of information and then I explored my local center which for me is the um, Ufcom center absolutely fabulous building I love it it's very old and I love old buildings so history nerd as I am so yeah and then I found out about the recovery for all forum and then started became the chair of that so one thing led to another really and I'm still involved and attending more courses and yeah, yeah <laughs> you're doing loads now aren't you which we can come back I, to I am got lots of different things that you're now involved <laughs> in but really lovely to hear that like you say from that one group that you were part of the positive mental health group that you were able to kind of hear about some of the opportunities I guess that were kind of on offer so that, that's really positive to hear about and so what was it about recovery college that you particularly were drawn to there were some particular courses because it was you know what I think it's further back than three years it, it must have been 2017 2018 but you know the pandemic's been happening for two years so but yes. you, you whenever you say three years ago you, you mean you know 2019 but yes. in actual fact yeah so I'd had a really bad time with my mental health and I had to finish working where where I was currently working at because I just kept having long periods of time off work because of my mental health and I'd been looking for something to help me with my mental health and I'd been really struggling to find anything and then I found the positive mental health group when I found out about the recovery college just some of the courses spoke to me and you know I wanted to find out more about what was going on with myself and to also explore some of the other mental health conditions that you know don't normally get talked about or are stigmatized but they're very common and it was just fascinating to me I wanted I wanted to find out more I wanted to know what was out there and you know I I suffer mostly from anxiety but I knew there was something 
more to it than that. So I also wanted to find out some more through some of these courses. And yeah, it's just helped me to to understand my own condition a lot more. But also, I mean, the, the main thing has been to realise that I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other people with the same similar conditions or, or similar situations out there. And it's not so isolating. That I think for me was really empowering as well to know that I was doing these courses with other people who'd had these same experiences. I mean, that's exactly the very reason, isn't it? And, um, you know, why this all the sessions we put on have been co-produced because, you know, we wanted people to, um, I suppose, to propose really um, the kind of subjects that you know, they wanted to know more about and they wanted people to kind of, you know, have some engagement around. Hearing from service users themselves and hearing those stories has definitely been, you know, a really good aspect of these courses. That's, I think that's why I keep coming back. I'm learning, but I'm also connecting with people. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really nice what you said as well, Imogen, particularly about the UFCOM, you know, because a lot of people like the UFCOM don't know because, you know, particularly in the summer, it's got really nice grounds, isn't it? And you can, you know, you can get a snack, you can walk about, very kind of informal. And because, you know, we don't provide any treatments and care there, it, it doesn't have that stigma, does it, of it being a kind of NHS site. It just feels like a nice building to be in, you know. Have you been to other sites? I mean, do you think it's important to you what the site's like? I mean, for me, that was that's my closest one. And it's it's easy for me to get to. I I can actually walk to it in about 25, 30 minutes. It's a lovely route, actually, because I can go through part of Cannon Hill Park. I get to have that lovely sort of scenic route and then just have to go along the main road, you know, obviously on the pavement, but, you know, beside the main road for like the last 10 minutes or so. So it's a really nice, relaxing walk. And that's what I think I used to enjoy about it. I um, I saw Nigel Slater, you know, the, the TV cook and book, you know, he writes books, the recipe books, uh, walking down Queensbridge Road one afternoon when I was coming out of the Ufco. I don't think he'd been to recovery <laughs> college, but he was kind of, it's quite leafy, isn't it? You know, it doesn't matter what time of year it is, but it's a nice, it's kind of a nice road to, to walk along, isn't it? It's very green. Yeah. I grew up in the countryside in Wales. So for me, being able to just walk through nature for a little bit is is really relaxing and calming. Unless I'm running late for the course that I'm supposed to be attending <laughs> and I'm <laughs> you know and I'm speed walking you know normally on the way back it's fine it's nice and relaxing yeah mm. I was gonna say that's a big part of it isn't it like you say to come to a session there's the, the kind of the journey there and the journey home and I suppose that's I was just gonna think about when you're doing sessions online we don't necessarily get that and I'm just wondering about how how it's compared for you kind of coming to face-to-face sessions and doing some some virtual learning with us yeah thanks Anne I think there's some similarities and there's some differences some of the courses because obviously it's talking about your lived experience and it's talking about your mental health and and what's affecting you or what's affecting a loved one it can be a little upsetting sometimes some some of the subjects just because you know it's about yourself or it's about somebody that you care for and definitely when I had to travel somewhere to and then walk home it was that nice time to unwind and relax and and sort of process what had maybe been discussed I'd 
I'd make sure that I had that time to unwind. And I've learned from that and made sure that I do that. Even if I do an online course, I make sure that I've got some time to relax and rest. And because it is talking about real people's experiences, but that's what makes it so interesting and so empowering to have that decompression time and to have that yes. time where you're processing because like you say a lot of stuff happens in the sessions doesn't it where people are sharing yeah. experiences and that's how we learn from and feel perhaps insp- inspired by people's you know things that they've experienced and things and that's how we come together but at the same time some of that reflection is after isn't it it might be that you're like yes. when you said you you did some sessions that aren't necessarily your own experience but it's that learning process and it's that's tends to happen kind of outside of the classroom um doesn't it and I think that's really good that you're sharing that you had had that space to be able to kind of think about what you've learned and you know how things have impacted on you as well absolutely and you know I think all of these courses have been absolutely inspirational to hear from other people but to to also share your own story and to have that empowerment to go actually yes I've experienced the same sort of thing and yeah you know be with people that actually understand and accept mm-hmm. the a lot of um, your experiences of, sorry Imogen I was just going to say a, a lot of our EBEs you know experts by experience or, or learners talk about like the connectedness with nature and how important that you know that experience really is in, in terms of um, helping you feel a bit better about things I don't know if anybody knows, but there was a really good book that was, um, it was on Book of the Week on Radio 4 called The Nature Cure, uh, written by a guy called Richard Maybe. And I remember I tuned into it because I thought they said Richard Maidley. And I thought it was going to be talking about Judy and, you know, all his shenanigans. But um, yeah, it's a really good book. And it's about that connectedness, about the different seasons and the things to look out for and, you know, the kind of things that generally, you know, if you're walking about and you I don't know, preoccupied or anxious. You stop seeing things, don't you? It's you know, it, like you don't notice, do you? What, what's what's around uh, compared to when you feel a bit more kind of relaxed and at ease with things. <laughs> I'd like to ask the question about which one of the sessions do you think that was of great value to you, and which ones that you really enjoyed, or is there a particular standout one for you? Yeah, thanks, Jen. Yeah, there's a few that stood out for me, some that I've done in person and some that I've done online. So because even with the with the ones online, there's still that connectiveness. There's still, you know, you, you see the same faces and, and you're like, oh, yeah, I saw you doing that course. How have you been since? And you still have that, even though we're not in person, you can still have that connection with people. And so some some recent ones that I've done online have been exploring depression and exploring anxiety. And those were very in-depth courses on what it's like to to live with those conditions and having anxiety myself and recently found out that I have depression as well although that uh, that makes sense now that somebody said it to me even (laughs) even you know even though I've had those feelings yeah it, it took somebody else to go oh yeah you've got anxiety and depression yeah for me to then realize oh yeah 
<laughs> that makes sense. But both of those courses were really detailed and gave some really good suggestions on, you know, how to support yourself or a loved one with those feelings. You know, and even though I deal with those symptoms daily, you know, there were some suggestions that other people came up with that I'd not thought of before and I think that's that's one of the great things about these courses is that you can hear other people's perspectives and you know with with mental health it's different for everybody you try different things and it not necess- it's not necessarily going to work for you in the same way as it does for somebody else hearing other people trying different techniques different suggestions you know it's it's been a really good platform for for just getting ideas on how to support my own mental health Some of the ones I did in person before the pandemic were a few courses around some conditions that get a lot of stigma and discrimination against because they're not very well understood. And it was really eye opening for me to, again, hear from those lived experience of people dealing with that. And I hadn't realised how much stigma was around some of these mental health conditions So those were what is personality disorder and two other courses called living with bipolar and living with psychosis. What was fascinating for me is what people have got to deal with on a daily basis with the stigma around those conditions, but also just, you know, how common they are. It was just very eye opening to me to attend those courses and to find out more. I think for me previously, when anybody said men- mental health or mental Ill-, Ill health, I just thought of anxiety and depression. I didn't know that there were other conditions. So for me, just learning about all these different ones has been incredible. Really it makes me want to learn more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, these mental health conditions are really common, aren't they? And, you know, like every illness, like nobody chooses their ailment, do they? But for some reason, there's always been a lot of stigma around mental health conditions. And as you say, sometimes it's through lack of uh, people's understanding um, and, and having a kind of sense of fear around people who, are, you know, have, have a mental health condition who aren't very well. It's always good, isn't it, to address the stigma, I think. It's very important, isn't it, that... Uh, and more and more people are affected, aren't they? Certainly since the pandemic, I think more and more people are talking about the mental health struggles. Yeah, thank you. And I do think, Imogen, what you were saying earlier about kind of connecting with other people who either have similar experiences to yourself or people who have who've just experienced the mental health system and had challenges with their mental health. And you've got that connectedness, even though perhaps your experiences of a particular diagnosis might be different. It's quite empowering, isn't it, to come together and, and know that you're not alone. And I always remember, I mean, I've been in recovery college since we started. And one of the first sessions that we we did and somebody said in, in the group that though they'd not met somebody else who was using mental health services and so they felt really isolated and really alone and it really just that's always stuck with me that's going back six years that actually that's what we are doing because you kind of make an assumption that of course people know that other people use services but actually when it's affected you, you yourself you don't you do feel quite isolated you do feel cut off you think that nobody else feels or thinks the same way as you or has the same experiences as you coming together in that kind of the purpose is to learn together isn't it and so I think if I could come to you and ask you about kind of how has learning impacted your mental health or has it impacted your mental health 
Yeah, thank you, Anne. I think I think learning is very important. I I, I did <laughs> slightly biased. I did work as a uh, teaching assistant for a little while, and it was while I was working there and working with different children. You know, you realise that no one person learns the same way, and I find it very important to, especially with children, because I I worked with some children with learning difficulties. And, you know, it was about finding the way that worked best for them with learning. And, you know, sometimes that was sort of doing a a, a one to one session with them. And in other times it was better to do it in a group. And yeah, from there, I and when I was doing the recovery college courses, I realised that it was impacting my mental health in a positive way because... (laughs) I want to say because I was learning, but it, I don't know. It was it was kind of more than that. I think there was that that connectiveness. You know, you're learning with other people, but also just the art of learning something new. Mm-hmm. I think was very yeah. It was you know I I did enjoy school when I was younger. If I have dyslexia, so I do struggle with certain things, but I did enjoy it. I think just because it was like, oh, wow, I'm learning something new and it's exciting and interesting. And I kind of found that again when I started doing these recovery college courses. So it's then inspired me to do more. I've, yeah, I started doing it a little bit before the pandemic, but then it kind of (laughs) hit off when the pandemic happened because I was like, okay, well, I need something to occupy myself. And I started researching different edible plants and, you know, wild flowers that you can safely eat. And yeah, I think just, you know, absorbing new information and learning was just, yeah, I don't quite know the word for it, but it was not quite empowering, but it set something off in my brain that it was just like, oh, this is good. This is really good. I, I, I need to I need to do more of this. When you were talking, that's what I was thinking. It sounded like potentially it kind of was a catalyst to reach to for you yes. to remember that actually you, you enjoyed learning, like you say, from, from school and yeah. from your other kind of when you were teaching assistant and things. And so, yeah, you kind of that's fed into kind of things that you're doing now as well, which is really good to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's quite Thank interesting you. though, as, as well, Anne. Don't because you remember at the very start, quite a few EBEs like had a real anxiety about it being recall about it being called recovery college and there was this kind of oh no you know learning was a really bad experience for me or being at school was like an unpleasant experience you know for people who, who maybe didn't blend in very easily or whatever and for a while we talked about well some some trusts call it different things don't they like academies and so yeah it's 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 remarkable isn't it how we we kind of remained attached to these you know these ancient beliefs we have about learning <laughs> yeah absolutely and as you were just saying steve you know it, not everybody has the best experiences in school which is unfortunate because learning can be such a fun experience but you know that's why when i was a teaching assistant i tried to make it fun and interesting for each student that was my goal really you know I was there to try and help those children that maybe were struggling with certain subjects or, as I said, had learning difficulties to find a way to access learning and could therefore, you know, in, enjoy it just like everybody else. And, you know, I I hope I hope I did my job well because learning can be fun. 
I'm sure you did your job really well, Imogen. You know, you, <laughs> you're a very sensitive and mindful person. You know, it's uh, oh, thank it you. It helps a lot. It does help help a lot. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> it's really nice, you know, that you bring in so much honesty and and transparency to, to you know to this podcast today. To the things you know that you've chosen to talk about and to reflect upon. I wanted to imagine because you mentioned that when you were at the Positive Mental Health Group that's where you found out about Recovery College and obviously you started doing lots of learning with us and things but you've also gone on to other things as well you mentioned obviously you were introduced at the beginning as an expert by experience but you've you've gone more into our expert by experience program and other things are happening so I wondered if you could just tell us a bit a bit more about what you're doing at the moment because that's just quite interesting. Yeah thanks yeah I'm doing a lot uh where to start um <laughs> <laughs> I did some training with yourselves to become to officially become an expert by experience and from there I've been on interview panels for some quite high up and important job roles within within the trust I've attended workshops so yeah to help put that service user perspective onto some of this work because that's what's important is finding out what you know the patients and the service users need and delivering that rather than presuming that we know what they're going to need with mental health it's not the same for everybody you might have the same condition but you don't have exactly the same symptoms and you don't get triggered by the same things I've been very lucky to get involved being an expert by experience so that I can help make those changes and help clinicians to realise what it is that service users need. And I'm also the chair of the Recovery for All Forum. Once a month we meet online still currently. We have updates about what's happening within the trust. We have guest speakers. And that got me through the pandemic, being the chair and having those monthly meetings because it was the one thing that I knew, you know, once a month I was having that meeting. Yeah. It was a focus because the days and months kind of melted into each other and I think we all kind of had that feeling at some point but yeah I was able to get that focus back of okay once a month because it was one of the first meetings to go online I then had others that followed but in the interim it was that was the one that I could focus on and and even when I'm having a bad mental health day I can still chair a meeting which is odd because you know, on those days, I can't make myself breakfast or, you know, something as simple as that. But I could chair a meeting. It's been brilliant yeah. that that has enabled you to, first of all, have a focus and a routine. And we love having you. So I hope you enjoy doing them. <laughs> I do. And yeah, it definitely has helped with my confidence. And I guess being more assertive as well, because I've always struggled with assertiveness. For me, it's been sort of a, a very grey area between being kind and being too bossy and controlling. For me, it was either one or the other. I, I couldn't quite get that balance in the middle between still still being kind and, and caring to people, but also having to put your foot down sometimes and go, actually, no, I'm not doing that. I think with chairing a meeting, it really has helped me 
I mean, we still don't keep to time, but, you know, <laughs> but we we discuss some wonderful things and it's so relaxed. It's a really lovely meeting to have on a Friday morning, the first Friday of the month, to just be a little bit more relaxed. It's not a really formal meeting. It's rather calm and we have a laugh because we're having we're having a chat and we're connecting. That's the important thing. Even while it's been online, we've seen lots of people still turning up and actually some people more frequently turning up to meetings because they're able to hop online whilst they're on their way to work or while they're working. And I think that's opened it up for more people. Yeah. And I think that that's the same with the recovery college as well. You know, I mean, I, I myself have struggled with my physical health as well recently. So if the meetings were or college courses were in person, I'd really struggle to walk to the Ofcome Centre currently, even though it's only 25 minutes away from me. But being able to do it online has meant that even if I'm an in a lot of pain or I'm struggling with my mental health and I was late getting out of bed I can sit down at my table I can put my tablet on and I can join a meeting and I can connect with people and that's the most important thing for me I think. Mm -hmm. It's really lovely to talk about all these other things that you're also involved in Imogen which is really good to hear and I wouldn't want to say it all stemmed from you coming to recovery college (laughs) but in the sense of some of it it does sound like some of the things that you've done in recovery college have, have opened up some other opportunities for you as well and that that's yeah, really definitely. lovely to hear like you know some of yeah. the other things that you're doing and you're also chair of another sort of project group aren't you with the strategic transformation of community mental health services yes when I first went to the positive mental health group I did not think that you know five years later I would be sharing not just the forum but as you were just saying Anne this massive project group helping to transform mental health services it is a bit weird (laughs) when I think of it like that but it has all stemmed from that and from finding out about the trust the recovery college and you know, me slowly getting involved more. As I found out about things, I was like, oh, what's that? And what's that? And I slowly started learning more and, you know, about what was available out there. As I said before, you know, this all stemmed from me trying to find support for my own health and not knowing what was available out there. And then finding that there was so much out there and that I could get involved in things and that I could help to try and improve services. That has been really empowering and really inspirational to get involved in things and know that I'm giving something back as well because these these services do help a lot of people. And if I can contribute even just a little bit by taking part in these different projects doing the stuff that you do in Imogen it's really inspiring that you're inspired you felt inspired by others but you're inspiring other people who perhaps don't necessarily have a a good understanding about mental illness or mental health but also what's recovery what does recovery mean and actually speaking to people about personal experiences really helps somebody understand what recovery means in the context of mental health I think so all these things that you do in Imogen I think it's brilliant that you you've got such a vast array of like you've, it sounds like you've developed loads of skills through the, the last sort of five six years that you've been kind of and all stemmed from you seeking out those opportunities wasn't it because it wasn't necessarily that they were it didn't land on your doorstep did it you had to kind of work to try and That's find true. out what's out there so it's 
you know, that's really, really good to hear. Going on the theme of recovery college and learning, I think it's different for everybody what that learning might look like. Could be in a classroom with other people learning the same thing, or it could be improving your understanding of a hobby that you enjoy or or learning new skills. And I think, you know, it doesn't matter what you're learning, it's the act of learning itself that's important. Thank you, Imogen. A nice way to end. Yeah. Thank you so much, Imogen. You've shared so much with us. I think that's going to be really valuable for people to hear not only your experiences, but also some of the things that you're involved with. Yeah, I think it's really helpful, isn't it, to, to hear about what else is out there sort of thing. Yeah. And like you said, I liked when you said, like, I would never have imagined that I would be doing what I'm doing now, you know, a few years ago. So for you, like the, your openness to doing a lot of these things has come through. You're curious, you're open to what's out there. What what can I do? What can I learn? And I think that's, that's really lovely to have shared that with us this afternoon. Thank oh, you. Thank you.